Nurses and Hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. I remember when I was a kid and I was sick and my mother would slather me with this goop and it would throw me into an altered state of consciousness while it relieved my cough and helped me breathe better. Well, they call it bipaporu, beep vaporu, el bic, el bix, el bixicito. It's iconic, goopy, and lives in a blue little jar. And people from all over the world slather it on their chests when they have a cold. I mean, some even think if you put it on the bottom of your feet, it will relieve coughing at night. And it's said to even get rid of toenail fungus. One guy even used it to patch up a wound after an icicle cut through his forehead. In today's episode, we are joined by LA Times journalist Esmeralda Bermudez as she talks about her most recent article on this camphor sensation. Yes, Vicks VapoRub, invented by a pharmacist, Lunsford Richardson, and how it's become such a world-famous household name and the number one go-to homeopathic remedy for many cultures. Stay tuned. It's an episode you won't want to miss. Nurse Backpack is a free mobile app designed to help nurses and nursing students manage both their credentials and careers. The app is awesome and very easy to use. You take a photo of your credentials, licenses, immunizations, and other documents, and it's all stored on a secure cloud-based server. The app allows you to set up two different expiration date reminders so you can get a notification on your phone before anything ever expires. Nurse Backpack will even build a resume package for you. If you input your work history and specialties, then the app will package everything together into a professional PDF for you to send to anyone, allowing you to apply to your dream job with one click of a button. With Nurse Backpack, you never have to worry about losing another document, missing a shift due to expired licenses, or keeping track of all the paperwork. The app does it all for you. Click the link in the description at the end of this podcast to download the app for free today. Welcome to Nurses and Hypochondriacs, Esmeralda Bermudez. Hello. Welcome. So you are a writer for the LA Times, and you mm-hmm. wrote this really fun article, which I totally love, on Viva which is the Vicks VapoRub, which is very common in the Latino community. So go it's, ahead and tell us. Quite, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, it's quite common worldwide, but there's definitely um, uh, something quite unique that's been happening for uh, probably going back generations in the Latino community, most recently online um, with, with the Latino community. Super cool. I know that I work... Uh, in Los Angeles, and predominantly my patients are Latino, all speak Spanish. And yeah, VIX has been around for quite a long time, and it's used for a multitude of ailments. So go ahead and tell us about how you got started into writing. I mean, have you been writing since you were a kid? 
And how did you get into the LA Times? I've, uh, gosh, I, I can't remember a day in my life when I haven't loved writing. So <laughs> I, I, I was always terrible at just about everything else, <laughs> math, science, uh, chemistry, art. <laughs> so um, I, I think uh, from a very early age, five, six, seven years old, I, I knew that I, I wanted to, uh, to get into writing. And my, my parents are both, uh, you know, they're Salvadoran immigrants. They were very devoted to the, the six o'clock news, Spanish news. And so they, you know, raised me with this devotion to, to, to the news. It was like church in our house. And so the combination of those things, I don't know where along the way when I was about seven or eight, I got very uh, obsessed with the Los Angeles Times because I heard that's where people were telling stories. And so, um, so yeah, I, I stayed on that path um, since then, since second grade. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to read the LA Times all the time. My parents would read like three, uh, three different newspapers. One of them was the Italian newspaper and two, it was the LA Times, and I believe um, something, the Valley News or something like that. Mm-hmm, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and there was also the Igorok Sentinel. I grew up in Igorok. So yeah, newspaper oh, nice. huge back in the day. I mean, nowadays it's everything is digital. It's very sad. It's kind of going away, but it's still there. Can you touch right. upon that a little bit, or? Well, journalism is is such a a pillar, you know, of society. I can't imagine living in a world where we don't hear stories told, where we don't hold people accountable uh, for their actions, leaders, uh, people in power, and where we don't, you know, just know what neighbors are doing, or people not not even just neighbors, but people people across the country, people in Singapore, people Latin America. Um, if we lose that that ability to stay connected, then what, what do we have? I mean, what, what what's left? You know, it's, it's pretty much what you have in co- come in contact with every single day. That that that's that con- connective tissue that builds bridges. And so, um, in some format, I mean, the platform is constantly changing, but 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 the the the, the purpose remains the same, and and just as important as ever, especially nowadays. You know, I totally agree with you. So this article that you wrote about VIX, how did it come to be? Did you pitch it? Because um, it's very fascinating. So I, you know, I, I've worked at the LA Times for about 11 years now. I've been in journalism 16 years. And my wow. job at the paper is to basically write about the Latino community. And it's not, you know, the t- maybe typical stories you might find in, in other outlets where, you know, we kind of write about the Day of the Dead or you know, maybe Cinco de Mayo or maybe a, a crime that happens. I, I, I don't really look at journalism that way. I, I look at it as very nuanced, very layered storytelling, narrative stories that really that. yeah, capture intimate portraits of, of about Latinos. And and it's stories that you don't have to be a Latino in the community to connect very deeply with these stories. A lot of times the tales that I write, I get I get emails from people in Iraq, from people in, you know, awesome. uh, little tiny islands in, in Wisconsin and North Dakota saying, wow, this reminded me of my grandfather. This is this was me as a child or or I had this too growing up in my family. So, right. so that's you know, it really does co- it connect uh, folks to, to the writing in a very intimate level, but all through the lens of the, of the Latino community here in Los Angeles, which makes up about 50 percent of the population. Exactly. And like with your article that you wrote, there are many different people from the Latino community and also 
outside of the community, you know, that can attribute to Vicks. Like I remember, like I said, my parents are Italian. They're Italian immigrants from Southern Italy. And I remember as a kid being slathered with Vicks and my mom even putting it in the vaporizer, which you're not supposed to do, which I was reading. You're not supposed to do a lot of things. Yeah. You're not supposed to do a lot of things with Vicks. And I think, and I think um, you actually asked me, how, how, how did this come about? So I, you know, I'm constantly looking for, um, you know, stories. And, and this is something that curiosity that I've carried with me since I was a kid, you know, that um, uh, this is a story I've been wanting to do for a long time. In my family, I have a huge Salvadoran family with, you know, more than 50 cousins, lots of aunts and uncles, and we're always all up in each other's business. And so, um, you know, we pretty much all have a container of vapor rubs vapor rub at home nobody calls it vapor rub i don't call it vapor rub to this day i always call it viva puru my mom calls yeah. it vapor <laughs> i have an aunt who calls it el beat you know no one refers to it i didn't learn what it was called until high school like when i took a good look at the label and i thought wait a minute this is what they've been calling you know beef vapuru this whole time and so um you know i i think it, around that time in high school i realized that or i thought in my mind i thought oh well this must be this latino thing because this thing is always uh, around you know whether you know you have a cold or, or cuts or bruises or burns or you can't fall asleep here let me you know put some on your nose so you can relax um so it was just used in so many different ways you know for and toenail fungus i mean there's countless ways that my family would use it and so i thought it was just a latino thing right and and then as i got you know older i've noticed on the internet every once in a while i i see these like you know funny lists you know or, or kind of jokes about the topic and, and latinos like you know what's up with our viva puru obsession and why do latinos <laughs> use viva puru for everything and, and these funny kind of video tributes and so anyway i you know i i wanted to do the story i was so scared of doing the story because i was afraid i wasn't going to do justice to the story because i i think it goes far beyond just a product. It's really right. a, a, a topic of nostalgia. It's a funny thing. It's 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 a legacy sort of thing, you know, with with grandmas and 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 moms and aunts. And so it's really a tribute that you're making in a way to your own family and to so many other families, not just Latinos but Filipinos, Indians, yes, Dominicans. I mean, so many. And so that's why I had to handle. I wanted to handle it with a lot of care and also take you back in time to this tremendous history, more than a century of, of history that exists with, with Vic Vapor Rub. I think you did it such great justice. And I watched the video, which was very funny. I loved it. It was very well done. And people were saying, it reminds me when I was a kid and I was sick. And some people had very fond memories, very positive memories, because somebody was caring for them, you know? So mm-hmm. it had a positive. And some people, maybe it would have had a negative, because I was at one time I was sick, and, and it triggers some type of memory. So mm-hmm. what did you learn after writing this article? So, because, I mean, journalism is so great. You just kind of go down rabbit holes, and sometimes it's like you are thinking you're going to write it one way, but then it comes out totally different. Right, right. Well, I think the thing that I'm grateful for is that there is far more material in this top, in this rabbit hole than I could have ever used. I mean, I was just amazed. I, I, you know, I had seen, you know, little videos here and there of this, but I had no idea that people were so devoted to Vicks Vapor Rub that they, they dress up like the, the container for Halloween. They make Vicks Vapor Rub birthday cakes for their grandmas to celebrate their birthdays. Oh my gosh. There's, you know, comedy skits, poems, um, 
uh, it's been a topic in dissertations and in and, and just uh, you know essays, college essays. Um, so there's there's there was just so much material from memes to hashtags. I mean, if you just put Google Viva Puru or 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 YouTube it, you will just spend at least an hour just completely just laughing and just remembering. And I think I think that's what it eventually comes down to, right? It's, it's that storytelling. Everybody's yes. got some sort of like vapor of story. Um, and so, so it was it was fun. It was fun, but it was also I think you know besides the fun aspect of it, I, I really tried to bring people the most unique stories I could find. And I the the two folks, two of the folks that I featured in the story were just so amazing. There was this fellow who's um, Dominican out in New York, Michael Diaz, who you know, growing up, his family used to use it for everything. And I remember he said that when he was seven, he, uh, this huge icicle fell off. The, yeah, the I was reading that. House and, yeah, and gashed his head wide open. And his dad runs and gets the vapor rub and smears it all over his head. And it, he, he described it as a Viva Puru sandwich on top of his little fro that he had to go to school oh with for several days. And, and this guy grows up and he's a full grown man and he starts realizing that there's so many other people that connect to this topic to these vapor rub stories. So he actually creates a rap video oh my gosh. Um, about Viva Puru, you know, and, and with, with some other guys and stuff where he's going around New York City healing people, you know, like blind men oh and like paralyzed boys. I love it. With uh, big vapor rub. So anyway, I, I yeah, really, you could do I a total whole story. Yeah, you could do a total a whole storytelling show on Vicks Vapor Room, probably. Yeah, that's probably, a great topic. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we're thinking of expanding to New York. I have a nurse out there interested in our storytelling show, and she might be producing it. So we might have to look up that rap guy <laughs> to come uh -huh, on this uh -huh. new story. <laughs> but yeah, it's almost like in that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding with the Windex. Remember the dad? Right, um, right. Like yeah, several people have mentioned that everything. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had never heard of that Windex story or my mom never used it other than washing windows when we were young. But I was like, okay, I don't know if it's true, but some people had said that was true, that that's what the Greek population does. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, the other thing that I was so curious about, and that was just such a learning experience for me is the history of this product, right? I mean, I had yes. no clue. I thought it I always thought it was just, I always pictured some big corporation, which obviously Procter & Gamble now owns Big Vapor, but if you go back more than 100 years, it was this one pharmacist out in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, who this, this man- Lunsford Richardson, right? Right, Lunsford Richardson. Yeah, he, he tried to create all kinds of things, right? And, and it was this thing that he created in the 1890s called Vicks Magic Croup Cells that, that finally stuck, that became his bestseller. And, and this guy was such a genius at marketing. I mean, he yes. called it, he would advertise it as the, the romance of the little blue jar. And he said that, you know, the, all the ingredients came from these strange, far distant lands like Japan and Formosa, the land of untamed savage headhunters. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's talking about, you know, the camper and the menthol and stuff. But back then, it was just such a thing, you know, and he would advertise it everywhere, barns, right. automobiles. And his men would go door to door, little tiny drugstores out in the countryside, scooping out the, the goop and having pharmacists in, inhale the, the vapors. And, and so when, when the Spanish flu hit in 19, like early 1900s, 
um, his sales skyrocketed. They went right. from like 900,000 to 2.9 million. And Richardson died in this epidemic, ironically. <sighs> oh my God. But yeah, but he really set such a foundation. His, his great grandson told me that what he wanted most was for VIX to be known worldwide. Wow. And so that's why he was so aggressive about marketing in England, Mexico, Central and South America. His salesmen used to go door to door handing out coupons in tiny little towns in Bolivia. Um, wow. So it's really, it's really impressive that this man, you know, that dream he set out to, to accomplish, it, it's still going strong now yeah. with like rap videos. And so wild. And it started such a cult following, you know, right. and who would have ever known that this tiny little camphor um, concoction, which I'm going to go over what's actually in the ingredients, the active ingredients are camphor, which is a cough suppressant and topical analgesic, which is pain reliever, eucalyptus oil, a cough suppressant, and menthol, a which is also a cough suppressant and analgesics. Uh, so the inactive ingredient in VIX includes cedar leaf oil, nutmeg oil, petroleum, thymol, and turpentine oil. And I remember back in the day, like I said, when I started practicing as a nurse practitioner, we would tell people, especially in pediatrics, not to use it because of the petroleum and because of the camphor because it was toxic and it was making people right. high, but everybody would come and reeking of Vicks and we'd have to tell the parents. Although I have seen them rebranded. Like I was telling you before we started recording the podcast, I just went to a conference in New Orleans, a pediatric nurse practitioner conference and Vicks was there. And I went into them. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see you guys. And because I have been using it in clinic for toenail fungus, um, uh -huh. great because the medication that we have now for toenail fungus for kids is super toxic on the oh. liver and it's terrible. I mean, I was just in a clinic and I was like, you know, can I use something other than these medications, which are gristlefulvin and I can never say this right, turbinifying, turbinifying, yeah. And so you have to do what's called a liver function test. So you have to test to make sure that the liver is functioning properly after you give them a six-week dose, I believe, yeah. So it's a six-week dose of this medication, which is a lot. You have to then again test the liver. So instead of that, I remember I was in clinic one day last year and I was like, you know, I really don't want to give this kid this, but his toenails look disgusting. And they were, they were green. They look like monster toenails. And she's oh. like, do the VIX, you know, VIX vapor rub. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I go, where's the pure? Because us practitioners always have to say, well, show me the peer reviewed study that this works. And she's like, well, you know, and she was telling me she was on this conference call, this and that. And so before this podcast, I was looking up and yes, there is a peer reviewed study that was done um, in 2011 by the Journal of American Board of Family Medicine. And um, it indicated that 12 weeks of a daily application of VIX eradicated the fungus in five out of 18 mm. people and mm. it reduced it in 10 others. I mean, it's a small study, but at least it worked in certain pop, you know, in certain populations. And who knows if um, these other numbers, these 18 people that are these, yeah, I guess it's the 18 people that I didn't work on. 
if they were really using it correctly because you have to like right. file down the nails and put it on and right. there's a process to it. But I thought it was well, very interesting. You know, Procter & Gamble, the, the, the parent company, they're quite specific in just about every platform on the, online through their hotline to just stick to the label. And of course, um, people, uh, grandmas and moms, <laughs> they don't stick to like, some people eat try it. Getting your mom, you're right. Try getting your mom and your grandma to do something they don't want to do. And so, you know, they specifically say, don't heat, don't heat it. Don't eat it. Don't stick it up your nose and your eyes and your hair and your ear in intimate parts, which some people do. Oh that my too. God, yes. Um, don't use it on your pets. Don't use it on kids younger than two. Um, just stick to what the label says, which means for cough you know, rub it on your chest and throat and for muscle and joint pain, joint pain, uh, you know, rub it wherever it hurts three or four times a day. So, you know, it's, that's what the label says. But of course, if people had just stuck to the label, I don't think I'd be writing this story. Of course. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, who knows? And it's, it's, I think one of the questions that I set out to, to try and answer when I, when I did the story and I, it was something my editors kept asking me as well was, you know, well, what is it about this product? And I, and I, and it's, you still don't have a sure answer. I mean, it could have been all the advertising from that beginning. It could, it could be product loyalty. It could be just the tradition, you know, it could be affordability. Um, or it could be that people really think that this works, that they've seen results in their homes. They've seen that, you know, the ailments and things that have caused them pain have gone away because of this. So, um, or also another expert that I spoke to said it, it, it could be the power of smell, the Proustian theory, you know, Very true. that, um, that, that vapor rub has such a, a long lasting, powerful uh, ability to evoke memory and positive feelings of being, of, of, of being cared for, not of feeling sick, but of being cared for and soothed. So um, who, who knew that so much could come out of a little tiny blue container? I totally agree with you on all those aspects in, um, in some of the articles that I picked up. Yeah. It's people love it as a homeopathic method. It is cheaper here. It's saying um, it's like the, the researchers noted like in my before research about the nail fungus, that the cost of a year's treatment was around $24 as opposed to some of these other medications that I quoted, they could be hundreds of dollars if you have insurance and even if you don't have insurance. So it right. is very, very cost effective and it's on the formularies. I know we have a computer program that I've used and a lot of um, federally funded clinics use and it's called NextGen and VIX is on their formulary, which um, you can mm -hmm. just go ahead, type it in there and you're like, cool, I can just write a prescription for it and the Medi-Cal does even cover it, which is yeah. um, super cool. And, um, you know, and again, it's a trusted product. So whenever I tell people, oh, you could use the VIX, you know, for the toenail fungus or for the cough and cold, rub it on the chest, they're like, they get excited you know oh yes mm -hmm. yes we've been doing that like you know oh thank you it's kind of almost giving them reassurance that yes right. you are doing the right thing you are on the right path and right like that so yeah. fascinating article and um, totally loved it i just want to go over either so there's one story that i found um about Vix, uh, about a nurse specifically, uh, she had told this pharmacist that she used Vix on her kids' feet and it stopped their cough at night, which I found, this is one of the most common complaints that I get, especially with kids who have um, allergic rhinitis, 
uh, either with cold and flu season or with allergy season at the most. I get these chronic coughs that don't go away that happen a lot at night. So this is an interesting article that I found and it was a nurse that said, hey, I don't know how this is working, but I swear it works. I rub Vicks on my kid's feet and it stops. So the pharmacist went ahead and he um, was like, yeah, so some skeptics are saying it's quackery, but he went on to explain how it actually happens. And it works on the neurotransmitters and um, the, the receptors in the brain because we have a lot of nerve endings on our feet. So it found that it uh, was absorbed into that and it, it did something with the brain stem where it curved the cough. So there is, mm. um, there is some type of data behind it. So uh, interesting. It's very interesting. It says, um, here is, uh, I'm going to quote it, a new theory of nerve stimulation to control coughs. Are thinking about how Vicks VapoRub might be working to, co to, to control coughs was stimulated a few weeks ago when we read about a novel explanation for muscle cramps. A Nobel Prize winner, Rod McKinnon, MD, and his colleague, Bruce Bean, PhD, are world-class neuroscientists. They demonstrated that muscle cramps are triggered by overstimulation of the nerves. And so with the Vicks, Vicks Vapor Rub, it also uh, curved the muscle cramps and it curved these coughs. So very mm. fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. So Very neat. I don't I didn't come across that in my in all my exploring of the product. Yeah, I just was like what you know, I was just kind of looking at like putting putting it on the feet for fungus and it this just popped up, which I was like, mm -hmm, huh, it's, mm -hmm. it's very interesting. And there's also people's accounts for it. They're like, yeah, I used it on my daughter, totally worked. And, you know, um, and here's one, I am 24 and had a terrible cough for ages. I then remembered a post I saw about rubbing Vicks on your feet. I did it and it works a treat. It really surprised me that yeah. it worked. So absolutely fascinating. You know, every year the uh, the big family, the the Richardsons, um, they they live all over the country. I think all over the world, but they get together once a year for this big family reunion to talk about you know just how everything is going with Big, so they don't so they don't own the product anymore. But they talk about the history. They come. They have people come and and discuss different stories. And and you know the, the great grandson Sion Bonnie mentioned to me that every year something new pops up about that they haven't heard before. You know, like yeah. they'll hear hear random stories about something with Vicks out in like the far far reaches of the Himalayas, or you know about new ways that people had never used it before. And I think at this um, this year's gathering, they're going to be talking about this rap video and uh, the story <laughs> that I wrote. <laughs> All social media stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's, 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 it must be really interesting for them to see the evolution of, the, of something their great, great grandfather created so long ago, you know, I think it's so, well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for, uh, yeah. for having me on your show. Well, thank you for being here. And um, we're going to be putting a link to the article at the end of our podcast notes. So Thank you, Esmeralda, Thank you. for being here. It was fascinating. What are you going to be working on next? I am writing a story about um, one of the most, my, one of my favorite places in L.A., one of the most fascinating places in L.A. It's the Piñata District. There's this huge oh, yes. street, street, street food um, festival, uh, or not festival, but um, uh, market. Uh, it's, it's a place without rules where you get tons and tons of food from all over Latin America and 
music and people in your face telling you sit down bring your dog sit down uh, eat 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 it's, yes. it's just it's a very it's a very it's like a street food theater um your senses are completely overloaded when you walk through this market um so that's that's what i'm working on right now and if 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 any of your listeners are interested in following my stories the best way to follow me is, is on twitter actually yes l-a-t l-a-t bermudez l-a times bermudez Thank you and so I will much. put I your Twitter it. feed on there. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Nurses and Hypochondriacs. We would so appreciate you giving us a five-star rating. And don't forget to download the Nurse Backpack app. It's free. It's easy to use. It's great credential management. It's secure. It's safe. It gives you expiration date reminders, puts together a resume package for you, and you get the ability to send documents and your resume to anyone. Go ahead, download the app today. The link is at the end of the podcast notes. Also follow us at Nurses and Hypochondriacs on Facebook, Nurses and Hypocon on Twitter, and on Instagram, we're under Rogue Nurse Media. Till next time.